Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions to Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Well, today is Monday, February 25th. What? February? You're we're right. Not, January. No, we're, we're not in February. Don't go there yet. Man, my life has just uh, been a lie. Yeah, January 25th. I don't know why I said February. Um, but yeah, so in uh, Doug McCary is back in the studio today after being out on Friday. And um, if you, you... Yeah, y'all did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so me, Taylor Johnson, and uh, Brad Sykes were on on Friday. So if you'd like to go back and listen to that, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. And you can listen to past programs. Also, you can uh, search us uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts by looking up SWAT Radio, or you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. So um, just a little plug there for Friday. Uh, if you are a fan of Brad and miss him on the program, he was on on Friday. If you missed it, go check it out. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was on. And uh, y'all, like I said, y'all did, a, y'all did a great job. I appreciate you guys uh, doing that. You know, Fridays are kind of like discipleship day with Brad and uh, Bob Grumman, mm-hmm. who does a lot with ISI and um, – david gray coming in and now your dad uh from acacia counseling so i appreciate they them guys stepping up you know uh, i don't know if you were paying attention to the headlines friday saturday really after you guys were on it came out that um the new administration is going to try to codify roe v wade Mm -hmm. as as legislation yeah did that on Sanctity of Life Day. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that uh, interesting? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for all my liberal, progressive friends out there who hated Donald Trump um, because they didn't like his character, um, yeah, I, I just uh, I got a question for you. What about the 62 million babies that have been aborted uh, since it was put into place and now it's going to be codified? Mm-hmm. Because uh, that was on the agenda yep. uh, is as, as bad as people didn't like uh, Donald Trump in character issues. Uh, he's the most pro-life president we've had as far as le- legislation and uh, who he appointed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and not only that, he, you know, what's com- what's coming uh, is really disturbing as far as, uh, Once again, he's uh, introducing the new uh, president is introducing uh, transgenderism back into the military, which Mm -hmm. is no place for transgenders. It's not a social. You you want the the best military fighting force you can have without distraction. I'm sorry. It it doesn't happen with that kind of stuff going on. And it's also uh, a burden on the taxpayer as uh, they have uh, gender reassignment surgeries covered um, by us, the taxpayer, so that's another 
uh, thing about it. Maybe that's not as big of an issue to some people, but it's worth noting. Well, you know, what's interesting is as little as three months ago, nobody would have dreamed about codifying Roe v. Wade. They couldn't, they didn't, they wouldn't have been able to pull it off. And if that would have been put out there beforehand, I think it might have made a difference. As much as people dislike Trump, mm-hmm. I still think there's enough people that would have been concerned about that that it might have raised an issue. I think that they did put it out there. It just wasn't covered widely well, by, by the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the media is corrupt and uh, it slants the news. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, uh, also this, you know, just uh, if you're just tuning in, the first 15 minutes, you know, we talk about kind of what's going on in the headlines and basically from a Christian perspective, what do you do? Well, we really need to pray. Mm-hmm. We need to pray for, uh, you know, God's intervention. We need to pray for our leaders and pray that uh, some of the stuff that it's coming down, the, the long-term effects of some of these things coming down, people have no idea what's been unleashed. It's like a Pandora's box that mm-hmm. it's just got opened up and, you know, uh, President Biden has signed almost 30 executive orders, uh, which is unheard yeah, of the during, most, yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- mm-hmm. during this time. The short period of time. And why yeah. such a push? Why such a radical push left? Even Democrats are even commenting how radically left he's going. And, you know, that's interesting because a lot of times in politics, people will run on a more liberal agenda than they will govern by. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they run they try to appeal to a certain base whether it's right or left and then when they get in office they realize the magnitude of what it is and they try to be more centered because they understand this country is made up of lots of different people mm-hmm. um and uh, that's not the case right now there even democratic leaders are saying uh that biden is concerning them with some of the things because you know if People think it's just conservatives that are upset over the transgender thing because he did an executive order about sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to hurt women's sports. Gonna that's going to Title IX might as well not even be in existence mm-hmm. because uh, you've got transgender athletes competing who are basically biological males competing against biological females. And, um, and for people who don't quite understand, there's a physiological difference between men and women wait are you kidding me <laughs> there, you there, mean there's there's differences in body types yeah and people like literally there's people that really don't quite grasp that for example you, wait taylor your hips don't spread <laughs> when you get about 13 to 15 years old uh-uh. they don't widen out uh-uh. you don't have mammary glands that can feed somebody yeah. no, there are differences mm-hmm. yeah isn't that crazy and yeah just like uh something i read uh, the other day is allison felix's uh, considered one of the fastest women you know ever and one of the uh, in, uh one of the most accomplished by winning the most gold medals and her best uh 400 meter time was like 49.5 seconds or three seconds something like that and 300 boys uh in high school would run a faster time than her throughout the US, united states and those are people you know that just goes to show that there is a physiological difference and people think that when you point that out that you're saying one is better than the other but that's just the reality of the situation because there's a lot of people now who are seeing this uh you know billy pass and saying well we should just do away with boys and girls sports and just have people sign up and uh by their competition level 
and they just do not realize that there is serious differences between men and women that allow for you know greater strength and stuff like that in the majority of men now that doesn't mean that there are not exceptions well that's the whole thing like women in combat and women going through you know the infantry officers course which uh, the marine corps puts through they've never really had a woman go through at the standards that they Mm -hmm. have that they've had set for years so they they're constantly lowering those Mm -hmm. to try to push somebody through and listen i haven't you know if the women want to serve in the marine corps i don't have a problem with that if they want to serve in the military but if if you are going to put them into an elite combat unit Mm -hmm. you need to not compromise your standards to accommodate social experimentation whether it's transgender or whether it's females in combat doesn't matter i personally my personal conviction is that you know i don't want my daughter going into combat uh as a a combatant i don't want her going in there i don't want her drafted i don't want her Mm -hmm. drafted in to be an infantry person in the military and it's also it, it 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 degrades our society in ways i think that maybe people would not quite comprehend as far as um you know I mean, this is kind of passe to say now, but it was the uh, duty of a man to protect a woman and to... Oh, now you're getting all shivers yeah, on us. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when you put a woman in combat in those type of situations and you tell a man to either, A, he's going to go back into and he's going to protect her at maybe the cost of the team, or you tell him, hey, you know, treat her just like any other man, and then that starts to break down people's understanding of men and men's roles and women's roles which i mean you've seen that obviously play out Mm -hmm. in the culture at large but that just leads to really more violence against women well i want you to think about this that if those 62 million babies had not been aborted um there would be people 50 years old in the states Mm -hmm. now um that are alive contributing Mm -hmm. to society able to do things that lawyers, doctors, um, teachers, Mm -hmm. um, all across the board, uh, you know, 62 million people that are growing up, uh, some of them in households of faith, Mm -hmm. uh, some of them uh, spreading the gospel. But those people were terminated Mm -hmm. like um, a bad contract. Yeah. Uh, because Roe v. Wade was approved by the Supreme Court, never it was never part of the Constitution for that, uh, and it's ridiculous to to think that that's okay in God's eyes. Yeah, to to take a life when He says, "Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you." Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I think that you know we as you know people who love America and realize the the great ideals that we have don't realize you know how wretched we've become by doing this for such a long amount of time and and god is not looking down smiling on america for us allowing that well yeah well we'll see the thing is taylor abortion even though it's existed has always been seen as a bad or evil thing but Mm -hmm. now we're saying it's acceptable like a lot of other things yeah all right stick with us we will be back with more after the break you are listening to swat radio stay tuned we'll be right back If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store. 
or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain that is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we took the first segment of the day, as we do uh, every day that we're together, Monday through Wednesday, to talk a little bit about the news of the day. Um, talking a little bit about, uh, uh, in this instance today, we talked a little bit about abortion and some of the radical changes that uh, the new President Joe Biden has signed into law through executive order. Well, I guess maybe it's not signed, signed into practice uh, through executive order, effectively law. Um, so that's where we are at and what we've been talking a little bit about. If you would like to join us and call in, you can call us uh, at one eight four four triple seven swat That's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. Well, hey, I wanted to just um, quote Al Mohler real quick on what he said about it because I thought it was so poignant about this thing about abortion and what's happening and as believers we live in a country where we can still let our voices be heard to those that represent us um and we can most importantly let our voice be heard to the god of all creation and 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 just cry out to him because you know 60 plus million children have died in the womb as a result of Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. over 60, like 62 plus. And, um, you know, he, he asked this question, how could abortion become, as a matter of national policy, plausible? And what would have been the arguments for it? And he says that most Christians, when we think about it, we think about it as evil and wrong. But we fail to understand the arguments that got it to being where it is today. And he said they didn't start out with legal constitutional arguments. Mm-hmm. It started off ideologically, and it was two uh, two developments. One was the rise of individual autonomy, where they they made a claim that we should be able to define our own lives. Now, we've seen that play out with uh, transgenderism, homosexuality, and all that, um, because there were laws against sodomy. Mm-hmm. But now we've taken those laws off the books because of individual autonomy to choose to go against. Listen, there's no culture in the world that has flourished with homosexuality being mainstream and and 
majority of, I mean, look in the animal kingdom. You can't exist. You, you go extinct because that's not the way God designed it. And so anything that gets in the way of our self-definition is something that we have the right to get rid of, whether it's family values, whether it's, um, you know, prohibitions against immorality, and uh, that includes pregnancy and an unborn child. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a right to do whatever. I, this is my body. Mm-hmm. They don't consider the right of the child inside of the body. Yeah. And so that was the first thing. The second issue was um, the second wave uh, feminism. First wave was the right of the women to vote, um, which was 100 years ago. He says, but the feminists of the first wave demanded the right to vote the right for women to own property, certain legal reforms uh, that most Americans would never have believed wouldn't have been there in the first place, like most people would believe they should have been there. Mm -hmm. But what those feminists did not seek was to transform family and marriage. They just wanted the right to vote, Mm -hmm. to own property, and do those kind of things. But later, there was a second wave after World War II that emerged, which began with a loosening of sexual morality um, and with a feminist agenda, Gloria Steinem and all those people like that, that uh, they wanted to be equal with men in every respect. Um, Now, equality is a category that fits in certain circumstances. We're going back. Men and women are not equal in the way their bodies function. Mm -hmm. We have different bodily functions. We have different body parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way God designed us. Uh, you know, but there are realities, he says, that clearly imply that equality is not the most meaningful category, and it's not a category that makes sense. So no matter his intentions, no matter his demands, a man cannot become pregnant, period, plain. I mean, no matter what I want mm-hmm. for my body. Um, I can't carry a baby to term. I can't give birth to a child. I never will be able to. That's not equal. Um, But again, he says, you have to understand that the second wave feminists did argue that women had to have the right to be equally unpregnant as men. That's what they wanted. That's what, no, no, no kidding. Really. That's what they were wanting. And that was one of the major arguments, believe it or not that was presented in the case for abortion, that a woman had her right to have sex without being pregnant. It wasn't fair. (laughs) I mean, think about the absurdity of that Mm -hmm. as it relates to the creator and how God designed us. Um, That's a consequence. If you have sex with a man and a woman have sex, you're going to have an opportunity to be pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the woman was saying, it's not fair that the man doesn't have to carry a baby, and I do. That was one of the major arguments. And basically, uh, they argued that if a woman who only as a woman could become pregnant would have to carry the baby and could not abort it, then that would be an imposition upon her that would not be equally imposed upon a man. So the courts then ruled she has a right to do what she wants with her body. Mm. And now we are where we are. Um, and I think too, you know, um, just as far as swaying public opinion, there was also, well, you know, um, uh, there, p- women are getting back alley abortions and, you know, sometimes they die from that. And so, uh, we should make it safe, legal and rare. That was the, the, the verbiage of the day. That's not the verbiage anymore. And unfortunately, 
you know, just recently I, I, I spoke with a Christian, a strong Christian who, who mimics some of that language in talking about abortion. And, and so that's something that is still pretty pervasive in the culture as well. Well, it absolutely is, but it is the central sacrament, uh, uh, Moeller said, of the, of the progressive left. Mm. I mean, they will die on that hill for that battle. Mm-hmm. They believe so strongly, and now Biden wants to codify it and, and make it law as by Congress, because it's not. It could be overturned by the Supreme Court, but they're going to try to protect that now that they have a majority, now that he's in power. And yes, elections do have consequences. So again, to all the progressive liberal people out there that did not like Trump, you can say what you want about him, but he was the most pro-life and most pro-Christian right mm-hmm. president that we've seen in, in quite a while, um, uh, whether it was getting the transgenders out of the military and trying to reestablish family values. And, yeah, was he perfect? No. He had issues. He had problems. He, he was very much narcissistic. He had uh, um, a lot of arrogance there uh, that was um, uh, not fruitful, not helpful, to the cause of what he wanted to do, but he still put a lot of judges on the courts. He did a lot of things to help protect uh, and give states like Missouri, right? There's right now, Missouri is abortion free. Mm -hmm. There's no, no facilities there, but you better believe if they codify it, you'll start to see facilities pop up there. Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood is going to grow stronger. Um, and, And the one thing I heard, I heard a, pastor over the weekend saying this the one thing that's going to start happening and we're going to see as this culture tends to go progressively left from a governmental standpoint over the next year or two maybe longer maybe forever who knows is that it will be a clear dividing line if you are a believer are you willing to stand for truth Mm -hmm. to stand against evil and speak the truth in love obviously but to speak it are you going to uh allow the bullies from social media, the bullies out in the world who who try to keep that speech down to stop from advocating for life, yeah. advocating for family values, advocating for Christ honoring values in our culture. And you're gonna let your you know your fear and your desire for comfort you know keep you from speaking up too because it's gonna more and more increasingly is gonna come with a cost to to stand with the truth and to be open about. Uh, that stance, um, and, and that's going to end up costing us. And so we need to prepare ourselves now to count the cost and make sure that we are ready for that if and when it comes. Well, and, um, you know, I, I just think it's funny. That was one of the first things he did. And now, you know, he, he I don't know if you know about the Mexico City policy mm-hmm. that is, allows our funds to go over. Um, it, it's uh, Isn't that? just not is it enough that we practice it here we we're we're trying to force other places to practice it by giving money to make it easier to access around the world that is i mean that's an abomination mm-hmm. that's the only way to put it and and you know especially for a country that founded the way it was to have come to that i mean we as christians i really think are not realizing the severity. Of well, did what we're you, doing. did you, well, here's the thing. Here's what's so crazy. And for you people who are listening out there who, you know, this is, this is not conspiracy theory. This is reality. What's unfolding. Why does 
President Biden send Anthony Fauci to the World Health Organization with this statement. President Biden will be revoking the Mexico City policy in the coming days as part of a broader commitment to protect women's health and advance gender equality at home and around the world. This is not just something that impacts us here. Mm-hmm. We're no longer promoting values abroad. We're no longer now we're going to promote transgenderism and protection of transgender identity abroad, which is nothing more than gender dysphoria. It, it, this is something this is absurd on every other level that you would think about it. If I said I wanted to be a tree, oh, I, I just feel like being a tree. You know, I'm, I'm a dragon, whatever it is. You, you are you are born biologically a man and you're born biologically a woman. Your DNA is encoded before you ever come into the world. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to, to try to change that. And now you're seeing, Lori and I were filling out something the other day. What is, you know, what is your gender preference? Male, female, you know, uh, non-binary. I mean, like, it, it's just, it's going to be rampant as it continues to go. But. I want to go back to something I said last week and because it's easy to get overwhelmed mm-hmm. because things are going to get bad. They are. I, you know, we, you and I were talking in the break. Gas, my prediction, we'll come back, maybe you can play this. <laughs> gas will probably be at 350 to $5 over the summer. Yeah, You watch because of the energy thing. Uh, what's happened? We, we are moving uh, uh, President Biden, I'm not going to ban fracking. He's already uh, going to ban fracking. He, you know, I'm not going to do this with energy. And he's already uh, he. And it's interesting that he's got uh, the the connection with oil in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. You know, helping them because that's part of a globalist movement. And um, you know, we we could go on and on. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I really didn't mean to get into the second program because. <laughs> There is good news because we have the Holy Spirit that can help us be witnesses, and that's what we're called to be. And when we come back, we're going to look at Acts 1, getting into it today. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. Excuse me. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And today we are talking about that truth as we do every weekday. Um, But we are going to be talking about uh, the hope that we have um, 
even though dark times may uh, be on the horizon. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. If you've missed any of what we talked about before, you can visit www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also uh, check us out in, uh, by downloading the SWAT app in the App Store. Uh, you know, Acts is um, the book we're in now in SWAT. And this week, um, we're looking at kind of an introduction uh, to this book. And uh, when I uh, sent uh, James out, out west the, the theme this week, uh, I, I, li- I t- entitled it Unstoppable, The Greatest Rescue Mission in History. Mm. And it really is, when you stop and think about it, uh, the most you know, when I was in the FBI, I wanted to be on the HRT team, the hostage rescue team, because yeah. those are like the elite SWAT team guys mm-hmm. that go up there. They're always on guard. They're always ready to be called out at a moment's notice. And uh, there's just something about watching a rescue. I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, like I, I think of great movies in the past where somebody's on the brink of of being killed or mm-hmm. on the brink of dying and somebody just swoops in and rescues them it's such a like the lord of the rings the two towers yeah, when yeah. gandalf comes in yeah yeah and it's just such a a cool feeling you're like yes that's i mean a lot of great movies throughout time you see these great rescues and i think our rescue from eternal damnation and our rescue from hell and our rescue from the power of sin and our rescue from hopelessness is something we often take for granted because we walk around enjoying the benefit of it. It's like the freedom that so many people enjoy in this country who have no idea what that freedom has cost over time. I mean, think about it for a second. Let's let's say that uh, Adolf Hitler did take over the world. It would be very different for people. Mm-hmm. Or let's say Russia took over the world it would be very different for people in this country the people who've grown up in this country and have never had to sacrifice or had a relative lost in battle who've never understood that cost for the taste of freedom they enjoy they take it for granted and i really believe a lot of times uh, we do that one because we don't know the word of god we don't read about all the painstaking efforts he made throughout time to share how he was going to rescue us, the method he was going to rescue us, the person that was going to rescue us, and how that person is still alive today working through his people. It's so uh, supernatural and so beyond what our ability to grasp on a human level is that I think we don't think about it. We just go about we We like to operate in the tangible world, the physical world, and, um, you know, I, I just think that, it is the greatest rescue, your rescue and my rescue is the greatest thing that's ever happened to you if you're his. And uh, if you're not his, it's available if you will respond and he wants to rescue you. But, you know, some people get thrown the, the rope and they keep pushing it back and they keep pushing it back and they, they go, no. Nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna rescue myself. I don't need the rescue. I don't because they don't realize how bad things are. And um, when Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, it was volume two of 
this great rescue. Volume one is the Old Testament that laid out everything. Volume three is Acts. And um, it's it's where Jesus' work moves from where he is the one personally rescuing and, mm-hmm. and inviting people to an Acts. He's working through his followers, and then we're the fourth volume. You know, we, we are the people who are writing the next volume. Mm-hmm. I mean, throughout basically every generation, there's a new volume. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he writes this letter. Uh, to a guy named Theophilus. The first one is the Gospel, uh, Luke. And then the second one is the Acts of the Apostles. And his purpose was he wanted to accurately document God's plan as it was executed by the Holy Spirit's power through Jesus, uh, continuing to work through his people when Jesus ascended after the resurrection. And his primary message is that Jesus is the Savior of the world, and nobody is beyond the embrace of his love. I mean, that that is an incredibly comforting message if your life's falling apart, if uh, you think you've blown it so bad that he, does, he can't help you because um, his message that Luke is trying to get across, and he does very clearly both in the gospel and in uh, Acts, is that Jesus is the only way to salvation. Jesus is the only hope that you can have. And uh, anything else is going to leave you wanting. And the best news of what he writes in the Acts of the Apostles is nobody is beyond the scope of his grace. And I mean, look at the Apostle Paul. Here's a guy who killed Christians. Uh, look at Centurion uh, Cornelius in chapter 10. Here's a Roman pagan right yeah um and and so you look at what he did in those two guys and they're just incredible transformation stories luke gave us most of the new testament as far as the letters go and so uh this week we're going to start this process of looking at acts and we're going to look at verses 1 through 11 and we're going to look at uh four ideas that really come out of the text and the first one is that as we continue this rescue mission, God calls us to teach and preach his message. That's really important. We'll see that from the text. The second thing he calls us to do is teach his priority because his priority is different. I mean, it's, it's, it's encapsulated with the message, Mm -hmm. but really he wants us to understand the priority as we teach his message. And then, uh, because it's easy to get you know, distracted from what you're supposed to do. Third, he wants us to trust his power. And then fourth, he wants us to um, follow his plan. He does have a plan or strategy of which we do that. And so uh, as we begin looking at this, I want to just point out that, and, and some people differ on this. Some people think that Luke wasn't a Gentile. There's people that think Luke was Jewish. Uh, but a lot of the commentators believe he was Gentile based on his name, Lucas, mm-hmm. And the fact that he was a doctor, um, it didn't what didn't mean that there weren't Jewish doctors, but they, a lot of people uh, believe, based upon um, what he wrote, how he wrote his name, and that that he was um, a Gentile. Would and, it, would he have been as a, a physician? Would he have been a Roman citizen as well, or were there physicians who weren't Roman citizens? Um, you know, 
I don't know that he was a Roman citizen. I think he could have been Greek, uh, mm. but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he was Roman. Right. Um, but I do. I I think he was Gentile. But whether he was or not, he certainly lays out very clearly how the gospel progressed from Jews to Gentiles, how it went from Jerusalem to Rome throughout the book of Acts. And uh, the one thing we do know, he was well-educated, well-traveled. He had to go a lot of places to get this information, Mm -hmm. whether it was from Mary, the mother of Jesus, or whether it was from the disciples. Because, you know, the disciples scattered, you know, so he had to go and was getting firsthand accounts from people. And so uh, he wanted to make sure that people understood that the offer of salvation, the great rescue is not limited to one class or one group of people, one ethnic group of people. It was open to all classes, to all groups of people. And as he wrote in Acts 2.39, the only qualifier was for all whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Mm. I mean, if he ain't calling you, then you can preach to somebody to the blue, they're blue in the mm. face. If their name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you can preach literally show them every argument do everything to write her and then they're never going to respond because the holy spirit has to be the one to draw them and the holy spirit just works through you and uses you so even though luke is not an apostle he lays out in the book of acts the first apostle's ministry and primarily peter early on i mean he talks about peter a lot in chapters 1 through 12 and then paul who was an add-on apostle because you have the 12, uh, they chose one to replace Judas in chapter 1. We'll get into that next week. Uh, but then chapters 13 through 28 is Paul. And Peter and Paul were both filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, they both preached God's word. And this is chronologically laid out like for Peter in chapter 4, they were uh, he was filled with the Spirit. Chapter 9, Paul was filled with the Spirit. Uh, they both preached with boldness. Peter chapter 4. Paul chapter 9, they both preached to Jewish audiences about the risen, crucified Christ. Again, uh, Peter preached in chapter 2 is where his first message was. He preached multiple messages, but then Paul's first message was uh, 13, 16. Uh, They both preached to Gentiles, Peter to Cornelius chapter Mm -hmm. 10, and then Paul over in chapter 13. They both got visions. Peter, again, of the vision in chapter 10 for Cornelius, Paul, the vision of Macedonia, um, the man wanting him to come over there. Uh, They were both imprisoned and then miraculously set free. Uh, And then you go on, you see they both heal cripples. They were both exercised demons and evil spirits. They both raised the dead. They both called down judgment on sorcerers, you know, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And why is it that Luke lays out all these similarities? Because he's validating Paul's apostleship. Mm. He's letting people know he's just as much an apostle as the apostle Peter. And that's important. When we'll come back, we'll pick up on that. All right. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Want to give a shout out to our listeners listening locally. 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word, 
and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That is David Crowder with Red Red Letters. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 1, um, and we will be in Acts for quite some time. Uh, so if you have any questions about what we've talked about so far or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That is ask at SWATradio.com. Uh, right before we went to the break, uh, Taylor, and by the way, if anybody wants to call, they can feel free. The, the, the fourth segment's always, well, you can call anytime, mm-hmm. really, but uh, the fourth segment is uh, the best time to call, usually, um, in, in light of anything that we've been sharing. But I, I want to go back to this idea about the validation of Paul as an apostle, because there's there's a lot of bad teaching in our culture today and even in the world that's been exported from here um, about apostleship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all are what I call little a apostles at one, but there were very unique apostles. The first, the foundational apostles to the church, there were 12 in Paul, mm-hmm. 12 in Paul. So there was you know, when Luke wrote, he usually referred in Acts, when he called apostles, he was referring to the 12, the foundational apostles that Jesus referred to, talking about the 12 gates are going to, you know, they're going to be the foundation. They're the foundation of the church. And um, and Paul was an apostle on them uh, or on that level, too, because Peter uh did all these particular things. And Luke, as he's writing about Paul, lays out very similar patterns of healing the sick, raising the dead, being released from prison, you know, preaching to Gentiles, um, doing all these things, casting demons out of somebody. Remember what the demons said? Paul, I know, but I don't know you. Mm. Remember, and they beat the seven sons of Sceva. And so all these things that were going on, and what it is is Luke is validating the apostleship of Paul because Paul would ultimately write these letters to Titus and to Timothy and to the church at Colossae, Philippi, you know, Galatia, and Ephesus. He would write all these things, 
And you got to remember when Saul, who later became Paul, was still Saul, he had a conversion experience on the road to Damascus in chapter 9. And even after that happened, the disciples and apostles who were filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, they'd been preaching and God had been using them, they were afraid of Saul. Mm-hmm. And Barnabas had to come along and go, no, he's right. He's good, man. Yeah. He's good. Like he's, he's not pretending. And, and so Peter, uh, you see these things with Peter that Luke brings out with Paul to say he is an apostle. And the, the primary qualification, there were three, to be an apostle in that realm, the 12 and then Paul. One, they had to be eyewitnesses of Jesus when he was on the earth, eyewitnesses of resurrection, and they had to um, be chosen by him. Mm-hmm. And remember what he said to Ananias? He is a chosen instrument yeah. to go to, and he will suffer much. Mm. And what's what I find fascinating, I'm going to bring it out this week to the SWAT guys, So if you're listening now, SWAT guys, you'll hear it again. But James, the brother of Jesus, had a post-resurrection experience. It says in Corinthians that he he appeared to James, his brother, right? Mm -hmm. He appeared to James. James ends up becoming the leader of the church in Jerusalem, but he's not an apostle. Mm -hmm. And you think if anybody saw Jesus on earth, it was James, but what was the problem? Well, We don't know why he's not other than Jesus did not choose him to be an apostle. Yeah. It didn't mean he couldn't be a leader in the church because he was. Yeah, he was called James the Just, right? And he was martyred. And he wrote a book of the Bible. Yeah. And, do you know, his other brother Jude wrote a book in the Bible too. But both of James and Jude were not believers when he was initially on the earth with them. Yeah. Remember, they came, hey, he's crazy. We need to get him out of mm-hmm. here. And so the point I'm making is that James, the brother of Jesus, saw him on earth, saw him post-resurrection, but he was not chosen. That was a key thing. So you cannot self-appoint to be an apostle, big A apostle. Mm-hmm. And and so a lot of people call themselves apostles and Say they do this and yeah. that. You're little a apostles. You can be. We're all little a and that we're sent out by Jesus, uh, called according to his purpose. But uh, Luke was validating his big a apostleship. I, uh, go ahead. I got a question about okay. as far as the the apostles. There was twelve, right, and then thirteen with Paul. Was were were they not the twelve because of the twelve tribes of Judah and then Paul to the Gentiles? Like, isn't that yeah? I, I, more that's, to the, that's the good observation. That's the way it appears, you know, because when Judas left, yeah, they, uh, he did not. I mean, apparently, you know, I even read this week, this past week, that some people think the disciples made a mistake to bring in Matthias. Really? Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I'm just telling you what's out there. People go, well, the disciples filled up and they should have waited because it was going to be Paul. Mm-hmm. That was the oh. guy's. Uh, <laughs> But I don't agree with that. I'm just telling you what people people say all kinds of things. But the the truth is that the disciples, uh, before they received the Holy Spirit, 
obviously they were praying. They were in the temple praying, mm-hmm. upper room. They were seeking God, and the, and the, and um, God moved them to replace Judas. Why? Because there are going to be twelve foundational apostles to the twelve tribes mm-hmm. or to the Jewish people, and then it didn't mean that they didn't witness to you know Gentiles. But Paul was specifically commissioned to the Gentiles. Uh, But even Paul went to the Jews, too. He Mm -hmm. started by going to the Jews. Why? Because the Jews had the scriptures. Mm -hmm. The Jews knew the Old Testament. And so he went to them because they would have understood the prophecies. But every time he would bring up the Gentiles, they got mad. They were angry. They're like, no, these pagans aren't going to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. why? And and just to their defense, I'm not. I don't want to justify it, but I do want to tell you. Explain one reason. Probably is they were sent to Babylon and Assyria because they intermixed with pagans and they took up their practices. Mm-hmm. So they may have been overly defensive, but you know Rahab was a Gentile. Mm-hmm. You know she, Ruth. Yeah, Ruth. I mean, they were brought in, mm-hmm. and so um, anyway, so. The, if you go back and look at Luke 24, at the end of Luke, it, you kind of get the impression that Luke, when he wrote the gospel of the Luke of Luke, he didn't um, he didn't know he was going to write the Acts of the mm. Apostles in because he throws in about the ascension right at the end after the road to Emmaus in chapter 24. But he he wrote about the finished work of Christ on the cross but not the finished work of Christ collecting the elect. And so the work began, and he says at the beginning in verse 1, all that Jesus began to do and teach in Acts chapter 1. And so when Jesus left the earth, there were about 120 followers in Jerusalem and a couple of hundred up in Galilee. So the the task of redeeming all the elect, calling them, now think about all the people that were spread out across the Roman Empire, uh, Germania, you know, all Mm -hmm. those different places that were his that had not yet been reached. And he leaves it in the hands of 300 with no power, no money, no influence to reach those people except for the Holy Spirit power. And it had not come yet. That's why he said, you need to go and wait. Go wait in Jerusalem. Go wait till I get there. And so um, Acts really is the continued work of Jesus through his people to uh, collect the elect. That's really the the unfolding story. A lot of people think about it as the church, the beginning of the church, and that's true, but it's really the work of Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit and Jesus through the disciples to collect the elect out in the world and to preach the gospel. So um, it's not the disciples. You know, in your Bible, it may say the Acts of the Apostles. Mm -hmm. But really, it's um, in Acts 2.47, it says the Lord added. It doesn't say the disciples added. Uh, In Acts 11.21, it says the hand of the Lord was with them as they shared. Acts 16.14, it says the Lord opened up Lydia's heart, not Paul. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Acts 18.1 and the Lord said to Paul, Paul in Corinth, I have many in this city. It, they are his there mm-hmm. that had not been drawn out yet. So 
Luke wants to accurately document God's plan and show how he works through his people. And, you know, that's really where we're starting now. And at SWAT this week, we're going to keep going through. Uh, but we're in the rest of this week on air, we're going to really get into 1 through 11, Acts 1 through 11. But today's just kind of an introduction and a background. So, um, yeah, I got a, a question that, you know, I kind of thought of growing up, uh, you know, they, I was kind of taught that, you know, the Pax Romana was there specifically for God to use to further his message because, you know, it was safer and travel was easier and stuff like that. And, you know, that got me to thinking um, that there was also a lot of Jewish uh, uh communities in these different uh cities around the empire how did those you know I, I do you know any reason why like there was a you know a synagogue in rome and there was jews in rome you know because obviously it wasn't like ba- babylonian captivity or assyrian captivity was that just like the the um... but you remember when the great diaspora happened they all went out like during captivity uh-huh. uh whether it was assyrians or whether it was uh, the babylonians they would have remember Babylon before Rome was in power. Babylon controlled the world, mm-hmm. or at least that portion of the world, right? And so, um, it's very possible that there the, the Jewish people spread through different places right. there, and the Jewish people probably would have still worshipped the one true God. Mm-hmm. There were a remnant in yeah. those places. I just didn't know if it was that or if it was like a, a, a function of just like kind of trade, and so they kind of moved in into different places because you know it was 70 ad when uh, the temple was destroyed and jerusalem was sacked and everyone was you know forced out but you know prior to that i didn't know if you had any insight as to you know, what well, was well, I, i'm i believe that there were jews not all jews came back yeah mm-hmm. you know uh, so anyway. all right cool well anyway that's all the time we have for today you've been listening to swat radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit us at www.swatradio.com That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. Uh, You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's work to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual